You're listening to Manifesting Made Simple with Maddie Rose, the podcast that helps you unleash your innate ability to manifest intentionally. From spiritual boss babes to industry experts and beyond, we'll learn what it really means to manifest with ease. Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneurs Group for Matrix in Heels. I have good friend now, um, an amazing businesswoman and mom, Jessica Higdon here. Um, she's also best-selling book, uh, best-selling author with her husband, Ray Higdon, um, through Hay House with their book called, Jess, help me out. Time, money, freedom. Time, money, it's freedom. It's right there, but I think I think it's backwards. <laughs> no, it's I can see it. I can see it clear. So that means okay. they can too. Yeah. Time, Money, Freedom. They just released released it. It's an amazing book. Um, as well as network marketer, trainer globally. A lot of you are probably familiar with Rank Makers, right? That's Jess and Ray Higdon. So super excited to have her here. And we're kind of gonna have a, a little bit of a, a girly chat, honestly. We're gonna talk about self-image. We're gonna talk about how to balance the the you know, dominant side of, you know, being a successful woman, as well as being that, um, you know, nurturing side in your relationship for your family, for your kids. Um, we're gonna talk about investing in yourself and learn a little bit about Jess. So I'm super excited. Jess, if you want to just start off by, I kind of, I kind of butchered it, just telling them, you know, who is Jess, Jess Higdon, aside from the titles and all the fun stuff, who is, who's Jess? Yeah. So no, you didn't, you didn't butcher it. It's great. Um, uh, so I've been an entrepreneur for like the last 12 years now. Um, I started when I was 20, almost 21 years old and, um, I was very young, obviously didn't have much business experience, didn't know anybody around me that, um, would really, do any business with me, let alone a network marketing business, which is what I ended up jumping into. Mm. And I, I failed miserably for the first six months of being in business. Um, I had no confidence, no self-esteem. And when I, what ended up happening is I failed so miserably that I kind of had a breakdown and not kind of, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I, a lot of times, and I'm sure you've taught this to, to your group and your students, but oftentimes when I, we have our biggest breakdowns, it just is a test for our biggest breakthrough that's coming. And it just kind of opened up a pathway to me of, you know, maybe I should give this social media thing a shot. And social media at that time was not nearly mm-hmm. what it is today. In 12 years ago, My nothing space. was... Huh? I think we are on MySpace. MySpace, yeah, yeah, <laughs> MySpace. The Facebook was like just starting to take over MySpace, but hadn't yet. So it was just kind of this empty shell of a platform that I thought was just to update you on what you wanted for lunch that day or whatever. I thought it was stupid, but I, but I saw people making money from it. I'm like, you know, I'm going to give that a shot. So um, started prospecting on there, networking, meeting people, and ended up becoming eventually um, the top uh, female income earner of that company. And, uh, and then people started, my husband was also, who wasn't my husband at the time, but he was also, um, working, a network marketing business. And we were both doing videos and showing people how we did what we did. And people started asking us for more training and it just kind of organically grew 
into this training company and this training empire, if you will, Mm. that we didn't even plan from the beginning. And so um, back in 2013, we actually sold our network marketing positions and just focused on coaching, consulting, training full time. I'm a mom. I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old and building, you know, we we built this training company with these little ones. Um, And also I have two stepsons that are in college. So they were always in the picture as well. Um, And so I, I kind of understand the dynamics of, because you asked not only what I do, but who am I? I feel like I understand the dynamics of somebody who has low confidence feels like they're not worthy of success because I didn't, because I was so young, Um, doesn't have a a great background or a huge network to to launch from, but also coming from the perspective of a mom who's just trying to do what's best for her kids and at the same time has this burning desire to do something more and that guilt that comes with that. So I I come to business and I come to life with a lot of different perspectives and, uh, and it's been really exciting. So Fast forward, our company hit Inc. 5000's fastest growing companies. Um, we've spoken on stages all over the world. And like you said, we just got uh, our first deal with a major publisher, which is pretty cool. And I'm still pinching myself about that. And uh, and it's been an exciting journey. But I will say that for me, family, kids, they always come first. Mm, absolutely. And I know there's so many women in here that can relate to that. So let's talk about that a little bit deeper for a second. So what is it for you or what is what is your kind of thought process right when there's something that you want to do or something that you and ray are you know being pulled towards um because i'm not a mom so i literally have i'm like a fish looking in and i have no idea um what is that thought process between how you know that it's something that's going to better you guys and your family and you talked about that guilt like what is the thought process what is that conversation look like when you're deciding to invest or you're set, you know, deciding to do something that could in society's eyes, maybe risk the family container or something or risk, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when it comes to investing in yourself or in anything really, or even let's just look at spending money versus investing. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is something that we, we literally just had this conversation with, Um, one of our coaches, and obviously we have many coaches every year, we still invest in ourselves um, a lot of money. We keep investing more and more and more. (laughs) Um, Just because it gets you there faster, right? But this was the conversation that, that they brought up with us. And it rings true for anyone, whether you're a mom or um, you're, you're younger, and you have all these dreams and these goals. Um, When you if you knew, that if you put $10,000, $50,000, $100,000 or $100 into something and you were going to make 200 or you're you were going to make 20,000 or you're going to make 200,000 or a million. If you knew that for certain, would you do it? And the answer is there would have to be something wrong with you. Say no. <laughs> if you if you didn't, right? And so if you can find a way to give yourself certainty, whether you have to trick your mind or whatever, but you know that if you put in the right effort and you follow the program and and you have enough belief in yourself, if you give yourself certainty that yes, I'm gonna make double my investment, 
then it's a no brainer for you. It's when we start the self doubt and we start telling ourselves this is taking away from the kids and this is hurting the family and hurting our relationships. And, and we're going to have to, you know, really focus to get this investment back and then double it. Well, yes, but at the same time, for me, business life and kid life, it's not separate. So we bring them into everything that we do. We bring them into our videos. We bring them on our, our work trips and, and let them experience that. It's not separate for me. Um, it's just one in the same. And so if I'm investing in something that's going to double my production or it's going to double our revenue or whatever the case may be, it, I don't even have to worry about the guilt there because I know that that is going to go towards more family experiences. Mm -hmm. That's going to be put towards um, more, you know, more nights out because we don't have to work as hard because we're working smarter now that we invested in someone that can get us there faster. So for me, again, you know, there's always that, that balance of, oh, I'm, I'm working the business and I should be with the kids. I feel guilty or I'm working the with the kids and I, I should be with the business. I feel guilty. You're always going to have that just newsflash moms. That's never going to go away. But here's what I say is don't look at it as two separate things. They can be kind of one in the same in certain aspects. If you, if you create your life that way. So like I always look at um, Grant and Elena Cardone, right? It's team Cardone. They say that about their family all the time. So for us, we've kind of adopted that as team Higdon, you know, they, they understand that if we have to do a meeting or whatever, they have to act a certain way, but we bring them into that. And then the more things that we do, we can fulfill more exciting things for them. And when they see how that works, it just creates a really great picture of what business work and family life can be versus I'm just going to work over here. You have nothing to do with what I'm doing. And so then they look at that and say, wait a minute, when mommy and daddy are at work, they don't pay attention to me. Mm. There's something wrong here. And then they translate hard work with, mm. or they translate business it's as something work. negative. Yeah. So good. I love how you said, I love how you said that everything, you, essentially in fewer words, you said everything's for you, you know, and anything that comes your way, anything that you guys see that you want to do, it's immediately going to the conversation of how is this going to benefit? How is this going to help our family? How are we going to make this work? Versus what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, which I think, mm -hmm. you know, innately is maybe a natural thing to do, or, you know, a societal norm to do to say, oh, well, is this going to take away? Or what if this doesn't happen? Or what if it doesn't work out? But I love the way you put it when you said, if this was going to, you know, 2 million ROI, or if this was in the way of you becoming a millionaire, or if this necessary step was guaranteed to get you there, of course you'd say no, you know, of course you would. And then it's the conversation of everything is for your family. Like everything's happening for you, not to you. And I, I think that's such a, such a brilliant approach when it comes to, when it comes to that. So let's talk about, I posted a really funny video yesterday that I got a little bit of lashback from <laughs> um, about being, you know, a, let's say a powerful woman in business, whatever the heck that means, and um, a partner. Because for me, like, I am the most, like, cuddly, lovey, like, goofball aside from, you know, but then I can also put on game face and show up as exactly how I want to show up whenever I want to, you know? So let's talk about how do you 
how's, how is that dynamic for you? You know, and I know you, your first network marketing comp company was dominantly men, right? Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. And uh-huh. you became top female, you know, in that company. So, and then being with Ray, who's also, you know, independent and a businessman and you are, how is that dynamic for you guys? And what do you do to, to keep your, keep the balance? I'll say. Yeah. What you got backlash on your video. That's an, I mean, a little bit. who doesn't get backlash these yeah. days, you know? <laughs> um, so I think there's, there's two schools of thought and I'll just be open and honest and, you know, maybe I'll get backlash from your group. I don't know. Um, but I, I definitely believe that feminine energy is the most powerful energy and there's no need to make it masculine. And I think that there's kind of a movement going on right now that, um, that women have to act like men. And I do not agree with that in any way, shape or form. I think the way that we are naturally is the most powerful way we can be. And if you're naturally, you know, more aggressive, that that's fine. I, you know, I'm not talking about that. That's just the way that you are. What I mean is trying to be something that you're not, or trying to act like a man would act, um, you know, because you think that's the way to get ahead. And in reality, people can sense that in authenticity and it doesn't really serve you. So I would say that the, the only reason our partnership works so well is because he's just as supportive of me as I am of him. Mm. If he wasn't as supportive as he is for me to do what I want to do and be who I want to be, it wouldn't work. It would not work at all because I could... I could just, you know, not run the business or decide, which honestly, full disclosure, I am so envious of women that are truly fulfilled staying home with the kids. Mm -hmm. I think that is the hardest job on the planet. No joke. Business compared to parenting, Mm -hmm. there's no, there's no comparison whatsoever. Business is way easier. (laughs) So I almost sometimes look at business as escape, I'll be honest, but like if that's what fulfills you, that's amazing. You should embrace that 100%. I'm guessing because we're in a women's entrepreneur group right now that you feel kind of a burning desire for more. And that's great because you're teaching your kids that as well um, by through your actions. But if he said, uh, you, all I want you to do is be a mom, our relationship wouldn't work because that's not who I am. I love my children more than anything, but I have other goals and dreams mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So I, the balance there works only because he supports me in what I do and I support him. We're a team. And I think that a lot of women get um, get jealous or or they have this, this hidden envy of their husband that, that they might not even, or their partner that they might not even recognize mm-hmm. because they feel like they're outshining them or, or they're outdoing them in some way. And you can't have that. You're a team. When he wins, I win. When I win, he wins. It doesn't matter who takes the credit. So that's yeah. step number one, I think, in, in balancing those energies. Mm-hmm. Number two is on my, you know, on my own, as far as how do you balance being that powerhouse, but also being feminine, I think it really comes down to being comfortable with you in your own shoes and also finding mentorship that you can relate to that really pulls on on 
who you are truly inside. So for example, our first business coaches were women. Why? Because that's who I related to the most and their personalities and how they did business and how they showed up. And I'm not saying it has to be women for you by any stretch of the imagination, but for me, that helped me to see someone in a powerful position or of leadership type qualities that wasn't a man <laughs> or was or didn't possess like different personality things that I didn't have. Yeah. So I think finding those mentors, listening to how they've done it and, and in essence, kind of copying those strategies and, and learning how to fulfill that for yourself makes a lot of sense. Mm hmm. I remember when I first started learning about the feminine and masculine energies and I mean, I got caught, I mean, my dad has been, my dad was my first mentor. Um, and then Bob Proctor. <laughs> so two, you know, very masculine men, um, that love working, you know, both of them love like Bob's 86 loves working and my dad, same thing. Um, and so my early, like programming really around business and just in like, being an entrepreneur was you've got to work a lot like and it's not that they don't like what they're doing they love what they're doing but they also love working a lot and I just don't operate that way like I like having blocks where I, I don't do anything I literally do nothing I like that mm -hmm. um and so for me embracing the feminine side of okay like I don't have to pretend that you know, my calendar's booked and that I've got all this shit going on all the time. Like that's exhausting to me. Can I just let that go? And then when I finally embraced um, how I wanted to work and how I wanted to show up and how I wanted to, you know, be throughout my days and stuff, um, not only my results increase, but just really my well-being, just like my sense of clarity and peace and like ease. And I didn't feel like less than anymore. I was just so comfortable kind of sitting in the, in the feminine energy where it's really about holding the vision, you know, holding the vision and stepping into yourself, but knowing that this is the most powerful thing that anyone has. And, um, I mean, I always think of a queen bee in a beehive, you know, she's just sitting there <laughs> and all the little worker bees are doing their thing, but without her, none of them would be working. They'd have no, they'd have no purpose. So I use the queen mentality a lot, um, which is a perfect. I love that. I love that. And I just have to add that it is so true. Society, not only like, so like you said, they love it. They absolutely love it. And that's awesome. You should love what you do. And if you're not doing something that you love, then you should ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. But um, there is something to be said for another thing, I think kind of a movement that's breaking up a little bit is that you have to work all the time to be successful. No, you yeah. just have to work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. Like you said, your mind is the most powerful thing. So um, yeah, it takes hard work, but I love that you are sharing that, hey, I'm not working constantly because who wants that life either? That's not why we do what we do right? at all. Right. And if you could earn just as much, if not more, by working less or feeling, you know, letting go of the guilt, I feel, is a big part for, for women at first. It's actually the guilt that's stopping them receive more than it is actually the less work part. It's the, the vibration and the feeling behind, oh, I'm not doing enough. And so they experience not enough, right? So yeah, I've had a really fun time tapping into it and um, we talk about that a lot in this group. So 
Thanks for sharing that. Which is a really great segue into, um, I want to talk quickly about thinking into results. And I'm just curious, I know where my biggest transformation, I don't know if you know, but I've studied that course like 10 times. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. That was the first course that I ever took personal development. And it's literally the only course. I mean, I've taken little courses here and there, but repetitively, that is the only course I study still like four years later. So what is your favorite or what is your favorite lesson, Ben, or what is the biggest shift for you, Ben, through that container so far? Um, I would say lesson number one and lesson number seven, if mm-hmm. I had to choose. A terrible so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so because I've we've always set goals, mm-hmm. but never thought about it in the way that he outlines of how big they really should be and and literally having them in front of you all the time I just it's such a game changer and then the terror barrier um until you put put words to it Mm -hmm. and understand what it is and are aware self-aware of it you don't even realize that it's coming up and you just but you don't know why you keep getting the same results that you're getting or why you keep hitting the same ceiling that you've hit for the last five years. It's why, you know, there's a certain amount of companies that get to a million and then a certain amount that get to five and then even less that get to 10 and even Mm -hmm. less that get to 50. It's like, if you can make a million dollars, why couldn't you put those same processes in scale and make $20 million or 50 or a hundred. So it's a lot of it has to do with that, that lesson, your terror barrier and just becoming aware of that is so powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the earliest terror barrier I experienced was probably speaking on stages. Hmm. I was, That'll do it. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I was like, no, you can go. I don't need to go. It's fine. But it's so true. I mean, and, and it comes from comfortable, com- being comfortable, you know, like, especially with income and stuff, when you get to a million, you know, a million a year, I mean, you can reach the place of like, well, everything's, you know, paradigm checked off, like we're good, you know, like by the societal paradigm, like you've made it, you're doing well, you're in the top 1%. Um, and it's, it's kind of sneaks up on you. And then you find yourself getting the same results year after year after year, or month after month. Um, and to shift that and to, to just become aware, I think for me was the biggest shift that we're always growing, that there is no end, like we're growing until we croak and go on to the next space. So that was um, a really profound lesson for me too. Last question for you. Um, what would you tell, like, what is something that you've learned that if you could just inject it in someone's butt right now, like you wish you could, like, what is one thing that you wish everyone just knew? Um, Well, I'll say from the perspective, it's such a good question. Um, One thing that my dad always taught me was positivity, Mm -hmm. to be happy, to not let the little things get to you. And so, especially in today's world, I wish that I could inject that into more people. Like I always look at if something happens, I look at 10 years from now and say, okay, what's, 
what's the worst that can happen? I'm probably going to forget about it in 10 years. So, and not even realize it happened. So let's just brush it off. I think people worry too much about little things all Mm -hmm. the time. And so if I could take the worry out and inject the positivity, that's one thing from a business perspective, uh, I would say think bigger sooner. It took, I remember, I'll give you one story before we sign off here, but I remember when we hired, uh, it was like our third or fourth business coach. Mm -hmm. And at this time in our business, we were right at like, Three million a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we hired this coach and he had built companies of 250 million a year. And we're sitting with him and we said, Hey, do you follow so and so? Do you follow this guy? Do you follow this girl? Do you follow these people? And remember it clear as day, he's sitting there and he says, You know, I really try and, um, stay away from from those mentors for me because they're only really doing you know five to six million a year some of them ten and so i really try and stay away from their advice and for us it was just like like oh my gosh you mean that's small to you like it didn't that to me 10 million a year was so huge and a lot of you listening now a million a year you can't even fathom doing that. Um, of course, if you're a part of this group, I'm sure you're working on that in a big way. But for <laughs> me, I couldn't even fathom doing to like, who am I to make 10? Like what? And so the fact that that was small to somebody that I was sitting in front of just opened up my mind and Ray's eyes to the fact that, holy cow, we're thinking so small. I mean, if you think that a million dollars a year is big, that's not big. There's way, way, way more people that make that than a billion or whatever. That's a teeny tiny business for most business people, a million a year. But if you put it on this pedestal of like, oh my gosh, a million a year, that's amazing. And it is, it's something to be proud of for sure. But it's not that unachievable. It's actually quite achievable. And so I think if you look at something and you say, okay, that's not out of my realm. I can do that. That's not too big for me. That's what I deserve. That's what I'm worth. I'm, I'm worthy of that success. And you think bigger sooner opportunities. And you know this probably better than anyone, Maddie, opportunities just start showing up for you to fulfill that type of thinking and that level of thinking. So that was, that was a huge lesson for me mm-hmm. in that I would have thought bigger sooner. I mean, my goal in the beginning, which most people's goal was just to cover my bills, like make 500 bucks a month. That was it. And I think that's a great goal, but you should have other bigger ones. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no. Yeah. I wrote that down because I've heard that so many times, but coming from you, it hit a little bit differently. Um, and I'm reflecting on my just, you know, four years ago, I thought 100K a year was like, you've made it, like, you're good, you know? And now I'm like, if it's, if there's like, I can't even imagine having 100K month, like, you'd be like, oh my gosh, our world is falling apart. Like something's terrible is happening in business. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Yeah, it is, but you're, it's so true. And what you said, I was just like, so taking it in and being present because 
It's so true. Like you start and you think that it's so big and you think it's so like, una you know, unattainable and you think it's like not for you or like only successful people get there. And then if you start working with this stuff and increasing your awareness, it's like money really is not big nor small. It's just what you're aware of. And that's really It's a great it. line. It's I love that. really just what you're aware of. I mean, I couldn't have imagined Couldn't have imagined spending, you know, I mean, we, we spend like a thousand dollars on dinner sometimes. And it's not like that's not a lot of money. I'm not saying that. It's just like your relationship with money shifts so much. And Mm -hmm. I love that you said, just think bigger sooner, because it's so true. The faster you get comfortable with big numbers and the faster you're around people that are earning more money than you and you're easy with talking about it, the faster you'll earn it because you're minimizing it and you're like, oh, it's not that much money. So if it's not that much, then it must be easy to make. And so it is, right? So it shows up. So I love that. Thank, thank you so much, Jess. This was, this was so valuable. And um, I know for me, like seriously, seriously, when you said that, I was like, shit, like I'm not thinking big enough. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate you Oh, more of than course. anything. Of course. No, we're so, I'm so grateful to be on here. And obviously if you're a part of Maddie's community, then you know how, what a rock star she is and her whole team is. I mean, it's just awesome to, to be sharing this wisdom with you and to all the moms out there, let the guilt go. It's going Yeah, to be okay. let it go. Your, your kids are going to appreciate Let you. it go. <laughs> And guys, right. if you Exactly. if you want to go on, is it on Amazon, Jess? Time, Money, Freedom? I think that's where I got mine. Yeah. 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 It's on Amazon. Go grab their book on Amazon. I'm always recommending books in here. So here's another <laughs> Time, Money, Freedom with Jess and Ray Higdon. Thank you so much, Jess. Thank you, Maddie. All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode on Manifesting Made Simple with Maddie Rose. If today's episode rang true for you, I only ask one thing. Please screenshot, tag, and share your biggest aha moment with me on Instagram. I can't wait to hear. Until next time, hold your head, thoughts, and vibrations high.